Welcome back in Brady Farkas show right here on a Friday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio.com a football talk Friday. And this is the football game of all football games. Tom Brady coming back to town. We're going to have it for you after Red Sox baseball on Sunday, right here on WDEV and joining us now is our guy, Phil Perry, NBC sports, Boston Patriots reporter. You can check him out on ample Patriots podcasts, including the next Pats podcast and the Tom Curran's Patriots talk podcast. Phil, we know the Patriots players are tired of hearing about Tom Brady. How has this week been for you? Are you tired of this storyline yet? No, never. Of course not. I I am ready to get into other aspects of the storyline, though, Brady. You know, I think the lead up to Brady's departure and the drama involved with that back and forth between he and Bill Belichick that really goes back years when Bill Belichick felt it probably wasn't in the team's best interest to give him a long-term deal. And Brady even actually acknowledging that to a certain extent in 2019 didn't mean he was happy about it, but he got that raise in 2019 that was initially reported as an extension. And I asked him about it the next day we were in Detroit for training camp practice. He said, listen, I get it essentially is what he said. He knew that he had broken the molds that athletes weren't expected to be among the best of the best at his age And he understood to a certain extent why the Patriots wouldn't commit to him long term. And so there's a lot of rehashing of that, obviously. But I'm interested in the matchup, Brady. I'm interested in it all, but I'm interested in the matchup. And this is one of those weeks where the matchup sort of falls by the wayside. What's actually going to happen on the field falls by the wayside a little bit. We're starting to get into it, it feels like, more later in the week. But uh, that's really what I'm focused on now. It feels like we, we covered the past. Now let's look ahead to what Sunday night will actually look like. Well, I'm going to ask a couple of past questions before okay. we move to before we move to Sunday also Sunday night, but you know, I would make a terrible general manager because I often use my heart and not my head. I would have let Tom Brady finish out the string in New England for as long as he wanted and if he was awful for the last 3 years, then so be it. I would have just said, "Hey, he was great for 20. This is what we deal with." Do you think Tom Brady was owed the right to finish up how he wanted in Foxborough? No. Uh, I, listen, he was he's owed everything. He's owed as much as any athlete should ever be owed. But does that mean that Bill Belichick should keep him just because of all he's accomplished here in New England? I really don't believe that. If Now, in retrospect, was it the right decision to let him move? I think even Bill Belichick would tell you he projected incorrectly. And that, to me, is what this came down to. Brady, actually, in his press conference down in Tampa Bay, used the word gamble when he said, I want to play well for the people who gambled on me, meaning Jason Light and Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think that word is appropriate. Bill Belichick gambled on the fact that Tom Brady wouldn't still be one of the best quarterbacks in football at age 43, 44, and beyond. And listen, there's a fair amount of evidence to back up Bill Belichick when it comes to that. Guys don't do what Brady's doing at this age. It just has not been done. And so I don't think that you just let a guy finish out. If you think, if you think there's a chance he's not very good in the near future, you don't keep him around just because you love him, just because he's done a lot for the organization. Yeah, the decision may end up being wrong, but doesn't the Ben Roethlisberger situation right now kind of prove the methodology at least was right? The Steelers bring him back, and he he very well might be weighing that team down. Brady, 
every quarterback in the history of the NFL proves the methodology right. Brady is the outlier. He's the one guy that is able to do what he's doing. And you could fault Bill Belichick for saying, well, he is an outlier, yes, but you had him in your building. You know better than anybody else how his body was performing, how well he takes care of himself, how seriously he takes his job, everything he does off the field. You could say that, but there's still no precedent for this. And I think that's what Bill Belichick was leaning on. I think it's what Bill Belichick was leaning on when he drafted Jimmy Garoppolo all the way back yeah. in 20. 20- and Brady made it clear that he was going to blow through that timeline. So Jimmy Garoppolo ended up never playing, and they end up moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. And then they draft in such a way, and they make moves of free agency in such a way that they really try to wring every last drop of the Tom Brady era that they can out of 2017, 2018, 2019. And Brady's still outplaying the timeline. So I think Belichick's at the point where he tips his cap to Brady and says, Hey, I never thought you'd be able to do this. Clearly, you're doing it. Good for you. We all focus on the 2020 version of Brady and how he was so good last year, but we forget about what cap hell the Patriots were in in 2020. Do we see the same version of the Patriots last year if Brady's here? That's another thing I can't you know, get away from. Like, I feel like last year was a transition year. Whether Brady was here or not, the team wouldn't have been very good. Well, they would have been better. But you're right. They probably wouldn't have been very good. It probably would have been a pretty similar situation to where they were in 2019, which was not very good in the passing game, a little bit banged up at different spots. And maybe instead of banged up, you lost people to COVID opt-outs. But one way or the other, you're missing key players. And so you probably end up looking at a not a seven-win season, but nine, ten wins somewhere in there. And, hey, maybe you make the playoffs, but are you really contending? I would say no. And part of the reason they they were in a tough spot cap wise last year is because they were paying Tom Brady still, or they yep. at least were on the books. They had 13 million of Brady's dead money that they had to deal with there. So last year the season would have been better, but would they have been good, Brady? Probably not. And would they have been able to make the adjustments to their roster they made this offseason? Now, granted, they're not seeing those adjustments pay dividends just yet, nope. but would they have been able to sign? Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, some of the pieces they added defensively if Brady was here and on the contract that he wanted. Almost certainly not. They would have maybe been able to add a few of those guys, but not all of them. Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston, Pat's analyst and insider, and also next Pat's podcast and the Tom Curran's Patriots Talk podcast as well. You know, the one thing about the Seth Wickersham book that's coming out that everyone's been talking about this week you know, it's understandable to me if Brady wanted more say in what was going on in the organization, but didn't Brady base his whole image here on just being one of the guys and not being better than anybody else? So if you secretly wanted this power, I can understand it, but don't you cease to be one of the like You're not one of the guys at that point. So a couple things on this. Number one, he did have say, especially towards the end and what they were doing. Muhammad Sanu was somebody that Tom Brady really wanted. Hmm. And the people way overpaid for that guy. I mean, you gave away a second round pick for somebody who who did less than nothing for you. He was a net negative while he was here. So the Antonio Brown acquisition, that's somebody that both Bill Belichick and Tom Brady wanted in New England. They tried to make that work. It obviously didn't work out. So he did have some say towards the end. But you are right, Brady. Something changed along the way. And I think it was after that Falcons Super Bowl victory. That was their fifth Nobody had ever done five before. It was at that point where Brady and those around him said, okay, now we start to do things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Mean, meaning we start to promote the brand a little bit more. 
And we got Tom versus time the next year. You get the TB12 method book. It's everywhere. And I think at that point, Brady was bucking the culture to a certain extent here in New England. He knew it. He didn't mind. But I think Bill Belichick did. And it led to a lot of butting of heads. I mean, we we saw at the end of Tom versus time just how dejected in some ways Tom Brady was. And it wasn't just because they lost the Super Bowl. It was he, he wasn't enjoying himself. His wife telling the camera that he wanted to feel appreciated. Hmm. And so that, I think, is where things started to some extent in terms of the break like put it to you this way Brady even if Bill sees that Brady's not slipping maybe at the rate that he thinks late in his career even if he is still very good does it at all push Belichick to make a move if Brady is still on the culture even if if he is still the culture in some ways, if he's still setting the example and he's doing everything that he did for the better part of 20 years and he's still playing well, is Tom Brady still here? Like, I don't think so, but I think it's a question worth asking because you had the projection. That's number one. Can he do what we expect him to do into his mid forties? And I think the answer was ultimately no. And that was the biggest piece. But the fact that he wasn't on the program to the same extent that he always was, I think also led to things ending the way that they did. Does this game have a Super Bowl feel to it for you? It it does. It really does because it's 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 ahead of a conference championship game for me in terms mm-hmm. of the build up, the attention, the glitz, the glamour, the the amount that everybody's talking about this game. I mean, there might as well not be another game in the NFL this weekend as as far as. Uh, I'm concerned as far as I think a lot of people, at least in this region are concerned. Uh, but even the national networks, I mean, they're, they're going out of their way to, to hype this up as a special, special game. And so that is why I would put it ahead of a conference championship game. Uh, is it ahead of a Super Bowl? I still say no, because the Super Bowl, you've got those two full weeks to build up to it. And it's, it's the entire world descends on one city for this. And a lot of networks will be here in Foxborough for this game. Of course, and so we'll have a little bit of that feel, but not quite to the same extent. So, it's 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 close, Brady. It really is. I mean, because talk about buildup. It hasn't just been the week four buildup. I mean, we've known this game is on the calendar for months, and we've had our eye on it for months. I mean, it, it impacted the who should be the quarterback, Cam Newton or Mac Jones discussion in certain corners. So th- this has been building for a while now. That's why it has a, a, a almost a mini Super Bowl feel for me. Well, I'm glad you're being honest because Bob Sosi this week told us he didn't even put this game ahead of a uh, division title on the line regular season wow. game. And I found that to be completely I'm more in your camp. <laughs> I just I think the Patriots and, and certain people with the Patriots would would like to feel that way. But and they may say that if you were to ask them right now. But I think once you get to the game, the emotion that's going to be involved here Brady is going to be staggering and I don't think anybody's really ready for it because how could you be all the football Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have seen all the big moments that they've been asked to perform in Super Bowls conference championship games whatever it is they've never had to deal with anything like this they've never competed against one another at this level with all eyes on this game it's the only game on it's Sunday night football and this is a moment that can't be replicated. So for all the experience they have, 
you can't know how you're going to react in this moment. And that, to me, is what makes this game so fascinating, especially the early portion of this game, because I think emotions are really going to be bubbling up. And I wonder if it impacts the product on the field, Brady. That's one thing that I'll be looking for early. I'll get you out of here on this. I think at the last check that I heard you put out on social media, or maybe I heard you say you thought close game Bucks ultimately win. Is that where you're still at? I'm still there. And uh, my prediction is 27-23 Bucks. That's up on NBCSportsBoston.com right now. Get into what I think the game plan will be on both sides of the ball. I, I really feel like Bill Belichick is going to have a plan ready to go that'll keep this game close and it will simultaneously Brady be the ultimate sign of respect for Tom Brady, but also be what's best for Bill Belichick's football team. So if he can kill those two birds with one stone, I think he'd jump at the chance. And and that to me, that plan is show Brady the respect that he deserves, meaning drop two safeties deep, get him to react the way you want him to react, which is not to throw against that look. It's to hand off against that look because there's one fewer body in the box to defend against the run and hope that you can keep it close defend against those explosive plays. It's the game plan that they ran against Peyton Manning in 2013. They had a phenomenal offense that year. They let no Sean Moreno for run for well over 200 yards that night. And they won the game in overtime. They were able to keep it close. Now this Patriots offense is not as talented as that one that the Patriots had in 2013. But if you try to confuse Brady, if you want to throw exotic looks at him, I just think that's a fool's errand and that you will get toasted long a couple times and you could put the game out of reach early. If you want to keep it close, force him to hand it off. And to me, you could do that by dropping a couple safeties on the lighthouse while Tom Brady's back in that end of the stadium. Well, Phil's got a very cool visual, uh, representation of that defense i believe on his twitter account at phil a perry i think i came across it yesterday so fascinating stuff in that previous denver matchup so phil nbc sports boston pat's insider find him on apple Podcasts and spotify on pretty pretty much every patriots podcast that there is pretty much so uh phil we will talk to you next week man looking forward to all the coverage brady thanks a lot we'll talk to you soon bud